0: Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. This is your wake up call. All right, we're back again here in the coffee shop. And uh, um, no need to eavesdrop on this person. (laughs) This is my mommy, my mother, uh, Miss Margaret, uh, telling, uh, giving her uh, story and might as well say her testimony, uh, if you can hear it. Uh, And, uh, you know, I'm just gonna hand it over to my mom here. Uh, so, passing my tissue. It's my mommy, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, see you on the other side. Here, let's let's take a listen to see what Miss Margaret has to say.
1: It has been said that uh, a little rain falls in everyone's life, and I f- I have really found that to be so. Grief falls. Eventually on everyone. Grief is just a sorrow and it's a pain that's very, very personal, and it's it's a deep sorrow that no one understands but that person. In Ecclesiastes, it says 3 and 1 that for everything there's a season and there's a time for every activity under heaven. Many times, however, I have read this, I've explained it to other people, and I've gone over it. And then I find it's my time, and you never think about your time until it's your time. This is this was my time to realize that was my mother's time to go and my time to let go when recently. I did lose my mom several years ago. And I had to realize that this was her time to go, my time to let go. However, in this process of letting go, I had grief. I still had sorrow. I'm human. All of these thoughts were running in my head. My loved one, my mother, you know, she's gone. We were very, very close. At first, I was just like total shock numb. This can't be me. my mom. She can't be leaving me. All this seems like a bad dream or something until I realize I'm not dreaming. This is for real. It just—I just I just can't be losing my mom. She was like my best friend. And I was saying things like she's all I have. Who will I turn to besides her? and I was just asking the Lord to help me. I felt a loss. And now I know, I don't realize after all of these years why they say loss. Because you feel lost, L-O-S-T, because you have had a loss. So you're at a loss. I know I was, I don't know about other people, but I felt at a loss. I I felt sick at my stomach, Uh, 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 my head hurt. I was scared, I felt insecure. I had a lot of emotions running through my head. Uh, I was saying there's no replacement for my mom. That's just one of her. What on earth will I do? There are a lot of things that triggered that grief feeling, even right now. Even going back, thinking about how I felt then, even now, I, I, I come up with those feelings. Mother's Day, they're real hard for me. Everybody's preparing for Mother's Day. And uh, of course, I'm a mother and a grandmother and I help prepare and try to make my children and my grandchildren happy, but still I'm at a loss because I can't call, write or see my mom while others around planning to have their mom in or to go and visit. Birthdays, my mom died on my birthday, sort of like in my arms. So that's real. My birthday has gotten to be like a hard time. I I start building up and thinking about, you know, next week is my birthday. And then I, I go through all of this stuff in my mind again of that day that it happened. Her birthday, when it comes, I go through the same thing. All of those things trigger. My phone It seemed like a simple thing. My phone used to trigger thoughts of her. I don't have the phone anymore. I had her on speed dial, and I would just hit a number. She was a number. I hit that number. I'd call mom. We would talk if I needed to talk or if I needed her, and then she would light up on my phone all over everything because she was on speed dial, and she would light up. So it took me a long time to uh, come to grips that I couldn't hit her. She wasn't on speed dial. I kept her on speed dial until I had to get rid of the phone because the phone was broke. More than anything, mom was my best friend. That's what I called her. We had our little girl talk. Even when I was a teenager, I shared things that probably most girls didn't share with their mom. And I missed those talks. Holidays trigger it all over again. I'm I'm usually pretty good all of the year until these times. Holidays are real bad because we always shared a lot of stuff on the phone. Um, I'm cooking and she taught me how to make a lot of things and she would call on and off. Have you made this? Have you made that? Are you got it in the oven? Time for it to come out. You're going to burn it up. So we chit chat and we have a good time whenever uh, the holidays were and I was cooking and I always tried to visit her take her one of those cakes I made and uh, some other things. So holidays, uh, you know, it triggers that thought all over again. Um, I would like to say that now I'm coping better by the grace of God. I realized that I can't do this alone, that I I did call on the Lord. And um, because I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I look to the hills, which is Jesus, which come in my help. All my help comes from the Lord who made heavens and the earth. I look to him. I had to lean on him. That's how I cope. That's how I made it day by day. I didn't make it on on my own flesh, my own mind, my own will. I had to look to the Lord for this. This was real hard. I asked him to help me to accept the things that I cannot change. When when you're going through the grief process, I'm not going to go through all those steps, but acceptance is the very first thing. And, And one of the very most important things is accepting. And you have to go through uh, a lot of things before you and a lot of times before you get to where you can't accept a death of a loved one number one I, I I had prayer I prayed my way through uh one reason why I prayed my way through because I'm a Christian and I believe that that God answers prayer and another thing my mom taught me how to pray but when I was a child she made me get on my knees and say the Lord's prayer you can go now you can go to bed she would say and I remember that, and and if I went to the she and when I was a teenager, she'd stand back, oh, I saw you jump into bed, you better go say your prayers. She was, she believed in prayer and she instilled that in me. So I knew the one thing that that she left with me was to pray. Pray your way through. So we used to pray even on the phone when I got grown, she said, well, when I finished telling her about my day or my problem or what was going on, she said, let's pray Margaret. After, after I finished talking 90 miles per minute, She'll say, let's pray because you know God will fix it if we pray. And one reason why I do that is because prayer changes things. Prayer will change your situation. It, it may not change the physical situation, but it will change the mental situation. and it, it It will change your spirit. It will change those things where you will be able to subdue the things that you have to do. He will he will make those storms still, you know, he will, he will give you peace when you pray. You see, I don't ask God to take the memory away, but to let me remember in peace. That's what I'm asking for. A lot of people say, I don't want to remember. I want, I always remember my mom is my mom or anybody else that I love that I lost, but I I want peace while, while I'm going through the change of thinking about her and remembering her, memorialing her, I want to have peace. And I, I, God has given me that peace and he's given me love because he is love. And my mom was about love and she was about peace and she was about prayer. I know that she wouldn't want me to just continue my life without peace and not uh, and being mixed up and being confused and not being to cope with things every day of my life. She wouldn't want me to live that way. So. Uh I honor her legacy in my grief by doing what she taught me to do. I come to grips with that. That's, that, that, that's the way I, 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 I handle it. That's the way I cope with it. I, I say, now, what would mama do in this situation? She taught me how to pray. Calm down. Gather yourself. Pray. So I try to walk in her shoes of love because she was about love. She loved all her children, she loved her grandchildren, and she loved everybody. People called her mom, and she wasn't their mom. That's the kind of person she was. So I know that she was lovable, and people loved her as we loved her. So I I would say that in her legacy and in in her honor, I try to love more, and I try to have peace, and that helps me to cope with what I'm remembering about her. And as I told you before, I pray. The Bible says to pray in season and out of season. So needless to say, I've had to pray a whole lot and I'm still praying because although the times are not rough every day, some days are rougher than others. Prayer really works though. My mom was also a faithful person. And I honor her faith by keeping faith. Keeping the faith uh, every day, keeping faith that knowing that I can feel better and better every day and and not really uh, breaking up and cracking up every time I think about her and sharing her memory. Because in the Bible, it tells us in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Although I, I don't know about tomorrow and next week and next year and how I'm going to be feeling, I'm going day by day with that. I'm feeling better and better about her, about, about me losing her. I keep that faith because she was a faithful person. She taught me how to walk in faith and to live it day by day. I keep going on with my life. She used to tell me to stay focused and do what God told me to do. And that's a, that's another thing that we shared. We talked a lot a lot about me being focused. That's how I cope with it too. I remember when I'm studying, when I'm researching, if I gotta speak, I I, I used to call. I said, Well, Mama, I have to speak tomorrow. I gotta teach tomorrow, do something. She would always talk to me, calm me down if I was nervous. She said, You go now and and work on your speech and remember, don't be too long. It's a little joke we had. She said, Now you study, show yourself approved like the Bible says and you teach and you preach his word and listen to his voice out of those things that that my mom said it just it when the time comes it just comes in my mind and i think about it and a calmness comes over me you know that keeps me on top of things and it helps me to cope she continues to live in my spirit and i think about her still often but the pain that I once had, I don't have anymore. I've gone through a lot of transitions, as I've told you, but I don't have that bad pain anymore. I'm coping without pain. Every once in a while, a little pain on special occasions. But day by day, I don't have those pains. God has fixed that. When I think about her now, it's like in a different way. I memorize those good times, and those good times make me laugh. I think about what she would do in a situation that was funny, and I laugh. I remember her sayings, her little funny sayings, and some of her bad stuff. And I would smile instead of crying. I find myself now when I'm talking to my children, my grandchildren, or even teaching at school or speaking, I come up with, my mama used to say, and I'm smiling when I'm saying it. I'm not crying, because she instilled things. My mama used to say, don't you do this, and don't you do that, or this will happen to you. I find myself doing that more and more. And I used to hate it when people do that, but now I do it. I'm one of those persons. My mama used to say, so those things make me smile when I come up with it. Instead of crying, I'm smiling. I'm glad that I can remember what she used to say. I'm glad that I I can still instill some of those things, even at the age that I am now of the things that she taught me. She left me love. She left me peace. She left me faith and she left me prayer. I will always remember those things. And the in the B clause of Psalms 30 and 5, I will leave that with you. And it says, weeping may endure for a while, but joy comes in the morning time. I leave that verse with you. It's one of my favorite, and I and I, I will say it over and over again. Uh, because I know that there are some days that I weep and there are some days that I cry. But one thing for sure, I know that Joy will come in the morning time. Thank you for your time.
0: Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, she kind of preached on us, right? Um, and let me tell you that a lot of us have many ways to cope with grief. And, um, this is my mom. This is who she is. y'all. is that's not a game. That's not religious rhetoric. Um, this is not only how she copes, but how she makes it through, uh, everything. Um, we, we wanted to talk to her some more <laughs> and, uh, just get her story on life. Um, So many things uh, she said, but she capped it off uh, with uh, scripture. Um, And I don't want to add or take away, as I've said before, uh, but I see a theme here, even from Bonisha to my mom, that uh, Bonisha said spiritual connection kind of was a key for her uh, to make it. Yolanda uh, was talking about scriptures and praying, even when she was mad at God. Uh, that's okay. You're going to be, uh, but uh, you're going to need a power higher than yourself uh, to make it because this, this touches you deep down where I don't just, I don't want to, I don't want to start preaching uh, where sometimes no one, no therapist or no psychologist can touch. So uh, yes, therapy is 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 a, is a key. Uh, but you want to have, in my opinion, uh, and some of the opinions of uh, the uh, storytellers, uh, you won't have that spiritual connection. Um, look, we got we got one more, uh, uh, and uh, stay tuned. you you you, you don't want to miss.